0: Uh, to uh, all of you for uh, listening today to this Tiger TV podcast, Sunday's Intra Super Cup Grand Final, the Redcliffe Dolphins versus the East Tigers, and thanks to our sponsors who brought you this podcast, Suzuki Queensland, East Leagues Club, Melbourne Storm, and Triple Play Sportswear. Welcome to this Tiger TV podcast with Warren Boland and David Wright as we preview Sunday's Intrust Super Cup Grand Final. Hello everyone, I'm Warren Boland and we are at the climax of the 2018 season in Queensland Rugby League. Two weeks ago, Redcliffe defeated Burley 13 points to six in the major semi-final and that meant Redcliffe went straight through to the grand final with a week off in between. Last weekend, we had the preliminary final where East Tigers defeated the Burley Bears 36-26. to 26. So now we have our grand finalists and it's the Tigers taking on the Dolphins and uh, it should be a tremendous clash because these are two quality teams in form. Uh, David Wright's going to join me in just a moment and we're going to take a look at uh, what happened last weekend and the prospects for the grand final. But uh, if we recap uh, just quickly on... Beasts, tigers, and how they've uh, got to this grand final. Well, they finished fifth in the competition. In week one, they defeated the Northern Pride thirty-two nil. In week two, they defeated Ipswich fifty to twenty. And then last week, as I said, week three, they defeated Burley in the preliminary final. The Burley Bears went down thirty-six to twenty-six. Burley actually led twelve-eight at half time. But East took over in the second half and established a pretty good lead. Uh, by the 54th minute, the score was 24-12 to the Tigers. In the 70th minute, it was 30-16, a 14-point uh, gap. Then it got a little bit closer with three minutes to go. It was just 10 points in it at 30-20. But then another Tigers try uh, blew it out to 36-20. In fact, there was a three tries very late in the game and uh, final score 36-26, six tries to five. So there wasn't as much in it as you first sort of feel when you look at that reasonably big scoreline. Uh, six tries to five, and uh, I think Burley would be kicking themselves in a lot of ways that uh, they didn't get closer. Let's take a look, though, at what East did out there, uh, David, and and I thought it was a, a really strong performance by the Tigers, and every one of the 17 contributed
1: Um, 100% right, Warren. I thought the Tigers were very impressive in that defeat of the second-placed Burley. Burley would have been favourites in that game. Uh, As you say, he's got away to a solid start, led eight points to nil, allowed Burley back into it to a certain extent to get to that uh, 12-8 scoreline at halftime. There was a try by Burley that, for me, I thought was from an offside kick play, so there wasn't much in that, but they did let Burley back into it. Second half, they had the benefit of the win, which um, they did use quite well. They were very sure they scored the first, the Tigers scored the first three tries of the second half. But you're right, Warren, in the back end of the game, when they had that game won, the Tigers, they let Burley back into it. Burley scored a try in the 77th minute, Tigers scored in the 78th, and Burley got one in the 79th. Now, the, the relevance of this is that when you've got a lead in these big games, and we hear about it in the NRL and, uh, uh, you know, the top, look, you've got to close them out. And I thought the Tigers didn't really go for the jugular there. They they allowed Burley a sniff. Admittedly, they were still good enough. Uh, they won it by uh, 10 points, but uh, Torpy's kicking was uh, the major difference there, as you say. It was six tries to East and five to uh, Burley. So, and, and the other point, Warren, is... Um, the Tigers let, let a try in in the 39th minute, so one minute before halftime. They let another one in in the 79th minute. So I think there's something there that Scott Sippel, um, uh, I'm sure, will have been working on this week. Yeah, as you know, mate, you've got to finish off your halves. You can't for a moment ease up at the back end, especially the back end of the game. And uh, I just thought that the Tigers could have closed that game out better. They could have... Uh, uh, got a comfortable lead and, uh, and, and ran home uh, in the form that they were showing. But they let Burley have a sniff. And if they do that to Redcliffe uh, on the weekend, Redcliffe, who finished minor premiers, just pipped uh, Burley then uh, they could just be ones that can grab it away from you. So uh, very important that they learn from uh, that match. But uh, to come back to your point, I thought the Tigers were very impressive. Uh, I, I thought in the first half there, um, even though they only scored the one try, the Tigers, they went so close on a number of occasions to to actually getting across the trial. And it was just credit of Burley. They had some great desperate uh, defence in that first half. But the Tigers look threatening so I think uh, they can take a lot out I'm sure they will you know it's history now but uh, they were very impressive and if they can repeat that form and shut things down uh, when you get your nose in front or um, turn it around if you haven't then uh, I give them a genuine chance to uh, to topple the Dolphins uh, on grand final day at Suncorp on Sunday.
0: Yes, and, and look, just running through some of the positives out of uh, the Tigers' performance the other day, I, I thought the forwards were very powerful, especially Albert Vette. Patrick Kafusi and Jake Foster uh, played his part as well. I, I mean, I'm picking out some who were outstanding, but everyone I thought played well. I like the good combinations from close range between the halves, uh, Braden Torpy and Billy Walters, combining with those running edge forwards and, the, and putting guys on good lines over. Jake Foster scored yep. a try that way. So did uh, Big Tino as well. Uh, and then throughout the game, you've got the Tommy Butterfield at dummy half and, and later on Chris Ostral when he came on. At dummy half, they seem to keep it so tidy. They're, they're probing, but they're always keeping it moving in the right direction. Uh, drink water, uh, always dangerous, always seizing opportunities. Marion Sevi was a very good in the setters. Of course, there was that impact from the bench, which was noticeable. Uh, Sam Cassiano, uh, once he got into stride and uh, offloading, very very handy. Tino uh, Fasua malawai uh, Kelma-Tualangi, all of them with that youthful impact off the bench, the last two, really really made a difference, I thought.
1: Well, definitely uh, right, Warren. Vete uh, was man of the match, uh, the, the big front rower. Uh, he was uh, very impressive, uh, linked up. Uh, he's one of the Storm players that are in this side. Kafusi, I don't know about you, Warren, but if you're going to bleach your hair, I reckon, <laughs> leading into the finals, you better be a good player and you better play well because you're going to stand out And Patrick Capuzzi (laughs) has backed himself here as he's got the the long locks um, on the top of the head and and they are flowing, but they Mm. are bleached. And he is uh, very obvious on the field and uh, uh, he's backed himself, I would say, and backed himself with credit. Didn't he defend well? He took took a couple of bumps himself, but uh, very impressive.
0: Yeah, no. and I also agree with you regarding the, uh, the bleached hair. Gareth Widdop did it uh, mid-season and <laughs> it didn't really work for him. But, uh, but I think you do, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if it, I mean, it's like the Burgess Brothers making themselves stand out as individuals. I yeah. think Patrick Kifusi saying, well, don't forget, you all know about Felice the yep. state of origin and the Storm, but don't forget about me and and to be fair to him as well. I mean, he's knocking on the door for the Storm next year, there's no doubt, Patrick yep. Capuzzi, because he is stepping up at the right time of the year.
1: Yeah, uh, very impressive. As you say, the bench is such an important uh, facet of the game these days. So the three Melbourne uh, uh, Storm guys in uh, Tualangi, Cassiano and Passu he uh, they're all very, very uh, impressive players, a couple of big boys. Sam's obviously lost. Sam Cassiano, we can see at a glance uh, he, he's not the uh, the rotund uh, beast he was at uh, Canterbury uh, Bankstown. But and it's interesting, Warren, when he was like I don't know how many kilos he would have lost. Uh, I reckon about thirty. <laughs> I was going to say twenty uh, just to be kind, but but you're But an actual fact, you've got to play a different game then, haven't you? If you've got huge bulk and the coach is just going to play an extremely short burst, which he seemed to be getting away with at Canterbury. Um, it's a different uh, game you're going to play at 20 or 30 kilos uh, less. Um, but he played very well. He set up a try uh, the other day. He's always had that good ball handling skills. But I just think as a, a bit of a mindset, you have to actually change your game a little bit and rely a little bit more on uh, a little bit of evasion, you know, slight deviation in your runs, whereas... You know, before he went to uh, Melbourne and and uh, Craig Bellamy uh, and the training staff down there got a hold of him, he would just charge at the nearest three guys and and mm-hmm. often would get those post contact meters. So he he still, I think you've almost got a. Rebuild your game from what he's done, and he's he's making a great fist of it. As I recall, he did uh, set up a try. As you say, Oswald came on the field to replace Butterfield um, at hooker late uh, in, in that door, in the second half. the last uh, last
0: twenty minutes or so, I think. Yeah,
1: and I think he snuck a try in as well, didn't he? So um, he's um, a very yeah, he did. He scored in the uh, 69th minute, uh, Oswald, and he looked sharp and has done all year. So. Um, Look, I, I was extremely impressed with them. I thought Scotty Drinkwater had a very good game and I think uh, it set up at least um, one try, if not more. But he didn't seem to get the open field running um, that we've seen so much of. So I, I think he's an adaptable player. It was a bit tighter and finals will be and you won't be running through gaps that are uh, 10 metres wide. You won't get the latitude. But he, um, I thought he had another... Uh, very good game and he's, as, as we know, he's a great strike weapon for the Tigers. He's been terrific uh, all year and um, I think they've got a genuine chance, the uh, the Tigers. And, and Warren, as, as we said um, throughout the year on our um, live stream of the home games on Tiger TV, um, East struggled early, didn't they? Like the first half of the season, I think they had three wins in 10 matches. So it has been a fantastic turnaround by the Tigers, and Scott Sipple, the coach, has to take an enormous amount of credit along with the players uh, because mm-hmm. they have um, come home with the wettest side you can imagine. I think they've, I don't know, they must have won about 13 of the last 16 games if you take into account three sudden death uh, playoff games. So uh, massive momentum there for the Tigers and, um uh, it'll be a great grand final because Redcliffe have been um, you know, up in the top few right throughout the season and um, uh, they're going to be, uh, as we know, hard to beat. Um, we mentioned last week, though, Warren, the, the strange system of the uh, top six means for Redcliffe, they had a, a week off in the first round of semis. They, they, they sat out a lot with Burley. Then they beat Burley. Then they had another week off. So they come into this game, the grand final, um, with one game in four weeks. Now, that's a very interesting preparation for mine. I'm not sure whether you're going to feel fresh or flat. I'm not
0: sure. Well, I I would say uh, no doubt they had a a very tough run last weekend. Uh, You'd think they tried to simulate a game to a mess in terms of stamina and demands physically, but... uh, you know, if, if you said uh, fresh but underdone, I think could, could quite possibly
1: yeah. be the case. Could leave them vulnerable. You know, it could well leave yes. them vulnerable, especially if uh, the Tigers get in there and rattle them uh, early. So I think there's opportunities abound here. Um, the Tigers, their confidence has got to be sky high. To, to win three straight sudden death finals, two of them were away. You know, two of them were away games. Um, you can't underestimate what the Tigers have done here, but they haven't won it. They haven't won it yet, and And, that's what they've got to do. And having
0: said that, uh, by contrast to the Dolphins, we don't know how many injuries the Tigers are carrying after three heavy finals games. Uh, You know, no doubt there would be a lot of bumps and bruises. There could be a few more needles and patching up that's going to be done to get everyone on the field. They seem to get through the other day reasonably well. Uh, Again, I think Patrick Cafusi might have had a second head head injury assessment for two weeks running, but he seemed to finish the game strongly. Drinkwater took a knock late in the game and a a fairly Mm -hmm. awkward tackle seemed to bend his back, but again, finished the game. So hopefully he's okay. You get the feeling that they're going to be a pretty close to full strength. We'll talk a bit more about the grand final in a moment. I just want to say a few more things about last week's game before we uh, move forward. Um, again, I thought their front line defence was, was good, the Tigers, and some important tackles were made. I can remember Shane Newman putting uh, the winger McIntosh into yep. touch at a timely moment, Torpy's goal kicking in windy conditions, six from seven, is, is a plus. That's uh, good as well. And I think um, generally the kicking game uh, from the Tigers was was solid. Uh, Torpy being uh, the main kicker and Billy Walters chiming in as well. On the other hand, though, if we turn to some of the the uh, just the negatives in the East performance, things that they definitely have to get right uh, and improve on this week, I think Braden Torpy, if he If he gets any opportunity this week, he's got to get down to Suncorp. He's got to check out every angle on that ground. He's got to study every blade of grass to know exactly how the ball's going to run because he has got to get a couple more grubber kicks into the in-goal area and force dropouts. His, His length is good. He's getting it near to the goal line, but he hasn't got any into the goal line and pinned the fullback. And if he can just do that two or three times in a game, it can make all the difference. The same goes for Billy Walters when he's kicking.
1: Yeah, and, and, and Torpy, I think, might have even put one over the dead ball line early as well. You, you're dead right. It is such a crucial part of the game, the, the, the repeat of the, the sets, the good sides will get you, and uh, very important that um, that Torpy did, overall, I think, kick pretty well, but you've you got to be yeah. – you've got to almost be perfect in these big games because one little slip up there um, uh, can turn a game, and as we know, if you put it over the dead ball line, that's the – sin of all. If you're just short of the try line, at least you're going to trap them down there and perhaps, uh, you know, force them to kick uh, defensively out of their own half. But if you get a 7 tackle mm. set over the dead ball line, you're basically inviting that team back up the other end. And, uh, you know, good sides then can control the next five and ten minutes. That's what can happen out of just one little um, slip-up. So a, a yep. lot of pressure on the uh, kicking And um, as you say, Billy Walters is a competent kicker too. Uh, So those two. I I thought Walters for the first game back last week uh, was terrific. Uh, He'd been out for uh, uh, quite a what Was it uh, an ankle uh, Billy Walters had?
0: um, I I believe uh, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and, I thought he was terrific. Uh, He really threw himself into it, uh, uh, controlled the game uh, very well, I thought. And um, uh, he was uh, a great addition back into the side.
0: Yeah, and importantly, seemed to get through the game okay. So, so that's good as well. Uh, could still be a bit of a niggle there, but uh, but yeah. In fact, you've got to get. I think you have to give a lot of credit to Braden Torpy uh, at halfback right through this final series. I mean, once Brodie Croft went out, I mean, what a what a change to make to a team who were surging uh, at the end. But to take Brodie Croft out, back to the Melbourne Storm, Braden Torpy comes in. He first he had Josh Ralph as he's five eight, now Billy Walters, and I think he really has been solid. Uh, in that role. I mean, he hasn't been outstanding, but he scored a couple of tries uh, earlier in the in the final series. He's, he's made a few good runs. His kicking has been, at the very least, solid. He's, he, he has to take some credit for them being a smooth, functioning machine. We're giving credit to their overall performance. Well, yeah, that's a pretty important part. So I think uh, full credit to Braden Torpy, and uh, he'll need to be just as good again um, this week. One, one thing I will say, though, the Tigers... Uh, they did get caught short on the blind side a couple of times, and by those short kicks, Dillian Pivian from uh, Burley exploited a couple of chinks in the armour that he could see. And uh, these need to be awake to those. Uh, I mean, he, he, they're forewarned. He's shown them how to be how they can be broken. Uh, so they need to cover up that blind side and the short kick through. Uh, on two occasions, um, it was noticeable there were breaks made by Linkport and also Scott Drinkwater, and they basically refused to pass to Marion Sevy who was in the clear. And yep. uh, he's, he's a speedster, so, I mean, you don't want to go down in a grand final because you didn't give it to a guy who could have run away and scored a 50-metre try.
1: Yeah, uh, I had a, a coach right back in under-18, and uh, it's funny how you remember things. And, and he used to say, you know, the easy part's breaking that line. Then you've got to have somebody there. If you, you know, easy in that, you know, you've done the hard work. Once you've done that, do not uh, let it slip. Then, and and that's again what finals are about. They all talk about the big matches and you know, grabbing the moment. Uh, uh, you're spot on. They have to exploit uh, opportunities. And my recollection too, when you say um, down that um, uh, tight side or uh, down the, the right defense. Right, yeah, the right, the right defence. You're dead right. Got caught out on a couple of occasions, uh, uh, and uh, I must admit I didn't back analyse it at the time. But uh, they just seemed to misread. They seemed to be a bit short, uh, you know, committed too early, and, and didn't uh, just allowed overlaps really. Um, and and really, yeah. Connor
0: Carey got posted a couple of times. Yep. And,
1: and really, when we look at you know the Tigers, uh, the, the year of two halves, their, their first half of the season, when they um, you know had a had a horrid start for the first uh, ten game, their defence. Um, apart from the overlap defence where they were leaving some gas on the edges. They were weak in the middle. They have fixed that terrifically well. I think their defence is uh, a 1,000% better than what it was at the start of the year and uh, that's a credit to them. But you can't get uh, simply out-positioned in these games. You've got to be adjusting, reading um, and, and making commitments that uh, don't allow big... Bu- I think it was the... Uh, was it the... The second, uh, their first try of the game, late in the first half, Burley, when they were still down eight uh, nil, came from uh, almost out of nothing, uh, and then they raced onto that right edge and the yeah, yeah. way they went.
0: Burley made a break down the left wing with uh, Leo, and made a long run, and Fogarty was back inside, and then Page ended up scoring just before half
1: time. I think, yeah, is the one you're referring to. Yeah, so uh, they need to uh, tidy that up, and you should be able to you know unless the attack is is that good with their you know block runners and, uh, and and deception you can get outnumbered in those cases. but my recollection of those was there didn't seem to be a hell of a lot going on on the inside dummy runners or anyone holding defenders in so it just seemed there was either a lack of concentration or yeah, it didn't know, number point. up yeah and you know, as they all say these days, that the fullback's got a critical role in that. Uh, that um, you know, I've done a bit of coaching over the years, and have often coached the side out on the field from behind in mock games, and you you can see so much from just in behind the line, and that's why the fullbacks are critical. You know, uh, Billy Slater's the best at it, and he's getting tutored. Scotty Drinkwater's getting tutored by. Uh, by uh, Slater because they spend all their week down in uh, Melbourne, all the Melbourne uh, guys. So uh, at the moment, you've got Drinkwater, Marion Seve, Billy Walters, Albert Vette, and Patrick Cafusi, um, Melbourne guys, and um, uh, Tino fusuma Lei and, and uh, Kelma Tualangi and Sam Cassiano. So there's um, what have we got there? Uh, three, uh, four, five, uh, eight players in the 17. Uh, a link to Melbourne, but coming back to Scotty Drinkwater, very important that he positions uh, his uh, uh, fringe defenders there. That uh, the overlaps just aren't left there because sure the on. good sides will uh, the good sides will blitz you and. Uh, as you say, we'll talk about Rexford in a bit more detail shortly. Uh, you don't, yeah, well, uh, like
0: you just, don't know. Just, just give myself a couple of other points about the Tigers as yep. well. I mean, I'm, I'm picking the holes in it here. You know, I had a good look at the game. Uh, twice in the first half, they made breaks. Tommy Butterfield got away uh, and Sam Cassiano also made a break. Both of them lost the ball in the tackle at the end mm. of the break. Mm. You just can't afford it. You've made the break. You've got to get that play, the ball in quickly and, uh, and, and capitalise because there's tries ready to be scored. More Probably more crucially, though, around the, the middle of the second half, around that 60-minute mark, twice the Tigers got caught on the last tackle. Yeah, twice on the last tackle. I mean, that's not good enough. And once they put a very poor kick in in sort of a bit of a panic. Uh, uh, Marion Seve put a kick in which was actually basically intercepted out of the air. Now, there was just something was breaking down there for a moment. I, I'm not sure whether... Butterfield was still on the field or whether it was Ostwald, or the halfback didn't get in there and call it, but you can't afford to not finish your set well. And, they, and there were two or three occasions where they didn't quite put it together. So, as I say, I mean, overall, I thought the performance was very good, but I've just picked the holes in what needed, needs to be better in a grand final.
1: I, I recall exactly the same, I So your point is... is uh... Uh, absolutely right, that uh, there were a couple of uh, times where they didn't uh, get to the uh, you know, six tackle or fifth tackle kick and, and get it downfield. And to me, the problem occurred there was uh, as were, you've got to set for that last kick. You can't think about it on the last play. You've got to think about it as you're building to it. And one of them, at least, I think, uh, the halfback in Braden Torpy was caught, tackled on the fifth tackle. And you've got to right, avoid yes. And it wasn't as if he took a, a dashing run to get through a line or anything where if the opportunity is in front of you, well, you know, you're backing every day of the week. But when it's not on, you don't burn your kicker. You know what I mean? You don't just sure. lose your key player. I think
0: they have got Billy Walters there, but between the two of them, one of them has got to be available.
1: Yes, exactly. So they got the options, uh, but uh, if you're really setting for your kick, your kicker, your key man and Torpy... Uh, does most of the long yeah Billy's very competent at kicking no doubt but uh, Braden has the uh, uh, more of the role as the first uh, kicker then he should be there 99% of the time unless he's had a dash because he thought there was a gap and he thought he could score sort of thing so uh, very important to finish off those sixes I mean if you're if you, if you don't do it and you're on the halfway line, you've, you've cost yourself 40 metres um, and, and the threat of the opposition. If you don't do it again when you're up on the attack, then, um, you know, you could have got a good little grubber kick in, put pressure on, got in the in goal. You know, it's such a turnaround situation. And, and if um, if the Tigers are going to win, and the same applies to Ricklett, you, you, you've got to play well in a grand final. You're very seldom... You you play badly and still win
0: in a final? Sure, of course. Yeah, no doubt. You're listening to uh, Tiger TV. I'm Warren Boland. You've uh, just heard from David Wright. Uh, We're previewing this Sunday's Intruss Super Cup Grand Final as the Redcliffe Dolphins take on the East Tigers. We've been talking about the Tigers' performance last week in winning the preliminary final. David, just before we get to Redcliffe, uh, a quick word about Burley. Uh, the Burley Bears, I think they will feel that they should have got closer and really given it a shake the other day. Uh, Luke Page was sin binned very early in the game. That just takes a bit more energy out of everybody else. They had a strong wind behind them. They. They kicked a restart dead on the full. They kicked another long kick downfield with the wind dead, uh, even in the second half. Uh, right, uh, Very early in the second half, leading 12-8, uh, Luke Page was held up over the line, no try. That would have made a big difference if he scored. Fogarty then kicked the ball out on the full, under pressure admittedly from Jake Foster, credit to him. But uh, I just thought Burley uh, could have made it much harder for the Tigers uh, if they got those things right. But on the positive side for Burley, I thought... Uh, the performance of the 5'8", uh, Dylan Pittian was outstanding. He took them on himself
1: and had a great battle with Billy Walters. Yeah, he was terrific. Uh, 100 kilo, 5'8", uh, and he, he played like it as well. So he uh, had a great impact in the game. Uh, as you said before, 1-2. Billy scored five tries. Uh, he scored five tries in the preliminary final. Uh, you'd think you've got a genuine chance to, uh, to win it. Uh, I know we... You and I have had this debate uh, many a time, uh, and I know many others have as well. When there's a strong wind blowing, what do you do? Do you go with it in the first half or or, um, or against it? I'm always one uh, to come home with a wet sail, so I like to play into the wind. Now, Burley played with the wind in the first half, and um, I don't think they – I don't know whether they, they probably didn't need to uh, uh, make good use of it, but but when you're coming from behind 12-8 uh, down and you got that wind behind, when you got the wind, it's it's like running downhill, isn't it? You know, uh, if you're against the wind, it's like running uphill with a backpack on. It's yeah, harder, yeah. harder work to get those extra few metres on the ruck to get the flow in place. So I think the Tigers... Um, Got immediately got on top in that second half. They had the wind behind them. They they scored tries in the 43rd, 49th, and 53rd minute. That's a that's a great trio in 10 minutes in the early minutes of the uh, second half. They went bang 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 and uh, you know got got out to a bit of a lead and uh, and, and then the uh, the Burley boys found it difficult. Even though they did fight back well to um, to get far, far enough back, they went down by 36 points to 26. So mm. you know I mean the win... The wind doesn't win it for you unless you make use of it. And, um, yeah, Burley would be, uh, well, very disappointed, obviously. They were uh, the second team in the finals and um, spent a long time at the top of the table as well. Uh, So uh, they won't be there on uh, grand final day. And uh, uh, the Tigers and uh, and the Dolphins will be and it should be a great game.
0: Exactly. Now, uh, let's turn our attention to uh, Redcliffe and just recapping on their season. Uh, minor Premiers, uh, 16 wins, one draw, and six losses on the way through. They had the first week of the finals off because they were minor Premiers. In week two, they defeated Burley 13 points to six. It was 8 6 at half time. Uh, then in week three, a weekend off to uh, rest up, freshen up. But, uh, yeah, we've mentioned that maybe it just takes the edge off you in terms of uh, match. Fitness. That um, major semi final, by the way, the first try, it was set up by Cameron Cullen. Uh, he went to the line, a short, sharp pass to Tom Opacik on his left, who uh, barreled his way over. And then they scored a second try in the second half, where again it was Cullen went to his left hand side, out to Opacik, quick hands from Tom Opacik, and uh, he gave it to the winger Josh Behag, who uh, dived over out wide on the left. Uh, Bryce Donovan with a couple of goals, one conversion, one penalty goal. So Really, there were just the 13 points for Burley, two tries to one. uh, For uh, Redcliffe, I should say, over Burley, two tries to one. And that game, it was played in uh, wet, slippery conditions, and it was a game dominated by hard hit defense. Not so many attacking opportunities, and I suppose that's shown by the scoreline. But the, the main point to come out of it, really, was that Burley had so many handling errors in the second half that they capitulated somewhat. It would have been a tough outing for the top two teams in the comp, obviously, but uh, it was, I guess, Redcliffe uh, got Burley on uh, a day where Burley didn't put up their best performance in the second half. Now, we come to the Dolphins' grand final lineup, and, and I should say, because we've been calling these Tigers games through the season, we're a little more familiar with what the Tigers have been doing than, uh, than the Dolphins. But nevertheless, what's, what's a standout here is that the Dolphins have got the two Broncos, Katoni Staggs and Tom Opechik, in the centres, and uh, they're going to be a handful.
1: Well, they sure are. Um, Staggs has been a revelation uh, this year for the Bronx, an interesting situation he found himself in and, and Wayne Bennett, the coach, was uh, uh, caught in, in a squeeze play. Stags wasn't actually nominated in the top 30 players from the Bronx, so it meant when he was required to play, um, if there was another player in that top 30 that was uh eligible to play or, or, or available to play, they had to pick stags on the bench. So a number of games the Bronx played this year, especially late in the season, uh, he had to come off the bench. But he is a terrific young player. He's a he's a 19-year-old. He can play second row or centre. And I think that's the future of the young uh, footballers these days, that they are just going to be footballers. With all the interchange and everything, uh, you're going to have to play – where your coach needs you. So I think he's a bit of a blueprint uh, for the future. Uh, Very talented, hugely competitive, and um, he will play a a major part uh, in this uh, game. He played uh, New South Wales, uh, I I should say, the National Youth Cup competition uh, uh, last year that Exist anymore? So he played nine games for the Bronx, uh, thirteen for Reckless. He scored twelve tries for for Rickliff in thirteen games. So the bells mm. are definitely ringing there, uh, Warren, on Catoni Stags and Tom. Well, he actually, actually
0: start. He actually started the season in the Colts, I think, didn't he? For a couple of games, and then went into the Redcliffe side. And ends up yeah. in the NRL side by yeah. the end of the year
1: for the yeah. Bronx. He, he, he's been riding a rocket, and, and I tell you what, he'll play a lot of NRL, uh, none the least for his you know his ability. A lot of kids around with ability, as we know, but you've got to add attitude. And and from the little bit I've seen of him, uh, he's got both. And um, he'll be a huge uh, danger for the Tigers uh, this weekend. And then the other centre, as you say, Tom Opechek, he's off to the Cowboys next year, played 19 games for the uh, Bronx. Uh, um, Very good defensive centre, as I recall, about Tom uh, Opechek. So those two, Warren, uh, as you pinpoint, will come up against the... um, the, the Tigers, too, of uh, Marion Sevy, the uh, young bloke, uh, or not so young, I should say. I think he's late 20s now. Uh, Marion Seve uh, might be incorrect there, but he also comes up against Shane I think Newman. It might
0: be, I think it's mid-20s for him. Shane yeah. Newman's a bit closer to
1: 30. <laughs> he is closer to 30. He's, scored, he's played over 100, 100 over 160 or maybe 170 games for the Tigers. I actually think he's playing some of his best footy uh, Warren, he was out injured for quite a bit of the season. The last couple of games I've seen him play in the semis... He has been very determined. And even last week against Burley, he put a, a left and right step on, on his opposing player and almost came out the other side. Uh, I think he holds the record for um, uh, the most number of finals tries. I think he scored 10 tries That's in the right. finals. That's yes. right, so, so, you know, they're, they're both, um, exp, you know, let's say experienced players, Newman and Sebi. So they'll, um, uh, you know, won't lack the, the – the, the they won't be overawed. But um, – those two centres from the from the Dolphins are, are are danger players.
0: Yeah, and of course Katoni Stags didn't play in the major semi because uh, the Broncos were still going Correct. at that point. Correct. So
1: yep. Aaron Whitchurch
0: was in the centres uh, then, and he's now named on an extended bench. Uh, but it will be Stags and check in the centres, and uh, and I must say I'm really hoping Tom check um, goes well because uh, you know he kind of got squeezed out of the Broncos uh, lineup at the end of the year and. Uh, and uh, his his future really is on the line, and he's been picked up by the Cowboys, so I'm sure he'd like to finish his Bronco and Redcliffe career on a a high. Uh, The other change that – well, not so much a change, but Redcliffe um, have named Nathan Watts in the front row and Nick Sliney on the bench. Now, whether or not that's actually the way they take the field remains to be seen, but, but what we do know is that they've got three very good props and plenty of experience in Sam Anderson, Nick Sliney, and, as I say, Nathan Watts as well.
1: Well, we all know that's where it's won and lost, Warren, in, in that front row. You can't do anything without good front rowers, you know, an <laughs> old front I'm, rower myself. I'm, I have to
0: agree, <laughs> reluctantly.
1: <laughs> and, and, and your point is well made, though. You've got to have three really good ones now, too. You can't in the old days. Uh, although what not Bobby Bax uh, used to say, you, you need uh, four. So Bobby Bax, the great coach of, of Norse when they won uh, six in a row back in the, uh, in the 60s, he, he always used to say, Every club needed four really good front rowers, two to play in A grade, one to be playing uh, reserve grade, and the other one out suspended at any one <laughs> time. <laughs> so, so but, but coming back, you know, the point is valid, you've got to have three guys who can lock up that middle with you to change the way it is. So, Nick Slining. Um, will be uh, critically important to go there with Nathan um, Watts and uh, Sam Anderson. Uh, Slaney. I think, in his late 20s. Um, previously, played for London Broncos. He also played uh, a fair bit of uh, Queensland Cup over the years, uh, into a super Cup. So um, up front, they're strong. And, and uh, it'll be you know, to go against the the East Pack, who are no shrinking violets. I don't think we – or I certainly didn't uh, mention Dave Tyrrell as part of the East uh, Uh, firepower in their side Uh, you know he's played for South Sydney played in the grand final for them I think uh, in 2014 played Prime Ministers 11 so that battle up front is going to be a beauty Um, and um, how the bench uh, comes on to handle that will be um, uh, critically important
0: Sure. And uh, I mean, then if we continue to take a look through this Redcliffe side, well, there's probably no more important player than their halfback, Cameron Cullen, who played with the Titans and and Manly Warringah. And um, I mean, he has has dominated playing with Redcliffe in the Intra Super Cup. I mean, he he has got all of the skills as an organising halfback. Uh, I mean, he's a nuggety customer, but he he can run the show and and make you pay any time you uh, show any weakness.
1: Yeah, he, he can run the show and he can run the ball, uh, and uh, that's uh, I often say about Ben Hunt. I think he can run the ball, but he can't run the game. Ben Hunt, unfortunately, he, he may develop into it in time. This bloke can do both, um, and and my recollection, Warren, is he's the son of Wayne Cullen, who played at South in the uh, in the Bennett era when Bennett was. Nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, eighty-five when they won the grand final, and and the. His father and son heres uh, they're so similar. Nuggety, tough, uh, built low to the ground, uh, will take you on, uh, you know. Uh, they play like front rowers in, in, in uh, halfback bodies, you know. They're, they're, and, I mean, Cameron Cullen was an Australian schoolboy. He play, he's played Queensland Resonance as you said. He Titans and manly. Um, uh, so he is uh, critically important. One of the reasons... Uh, one of the key reasons the Dolphins are minor primers is, is Cameron Cullen. So uh, he's critical to them. And um, his uh, 5'8 partner there in Bryce uh, Donovan, uh, he's ex-Newcastle Knights. Actually, what I noticed, Warren, is the three players that, uh, that I can see within this uh, Dolphins side that have been signed this year, so additions into the side this year from um, NRL clubs, uh, was uh, Bryce Donovan, my understanding came from Newcastle Knights uh, this year. Um, Toby Rudolph uh, in the back row, signed from South Sydney. And uh, Jeremy Hawkins, the, uh, the, the, the uh, winger, the junior Kiwi winger, he's come from the Melbourne Storm. So classic mm. dolphin, they do re- continue to regrow and rebuild their sides and um, they're always in that uh, continuous improvement phase. In actual fact, they... As we've said, they they were first on the table this year. They ran second last year and missed the grand final. And then in 2016, they were also minor premiers and uh, lost the grand final. Um, uh, So um, uh, they they made the grand final. So they've had a good three years. Uh, Adam Mogg, uh, it's at least his second year with them. uh, he's been uh, terrific for them as their coach. He's had a fair bit of experience, Moggy, uh, with coaching. Remember, he was the baker picked in Queensland State of Origin there a few years ago, and the New South Wales press said, Adam who? And Adam Mogg went on to score, I think, two tries in his debut uh, and won it again for Queensland. So Moggy's uh, done well coaching uh, Red Cliff, but they do – Replenish, don't they? They're a very, both these clubs are very uh, successful in their own uh, right. Uh, big leagues clubs. The the Reckless Dolphins are connected um, and affiliated with uh, the Bronx, uh, and the Tigers are affiliated with Melbourne. So there's a good feeder system. But they get out there and make sure they uh, keep adding to their roster as well.
0: Sure. And uh, look, just to run through a couple of other uh, weapons that uh, Redcliffe have, and none of them to be underestimated at all, uh, hooker Jake Turpin, the highly rated uh, young 21-year-old Bronco, made his NRL debut uh, this season or in the last couple of months, played a couple of games for the Broncos, ex-Melbourne Storm uh, National Youth Comp, as you say, David, and a former uh, Ipswich Brothers Jr. and uh, a player of the future, no doubt, Jake Turpin. The lock forward, Jamil Hoppawate, uh, intra Cup lock of the year. Uh, a manly junior, son of John Hopowate Yes, uh, yes. 23-year-old, but uh, big raps on him. Oh, I noticed, interestingly, uh, in the uh, QRL stats page, though, They've got him in the list of um, highest missed tackles. <laughs> now, sometimes mm. if you make a lot of tackles, you miss them as well. Yep. But uh, yep. obviously, Jamil Hoppawati's got a lot to offer. Uh, you mentioned Jeremy Hawkins a moment ago, by the way, because he played a couple of years ago I uh, had a number of games because of the Melbourne Storm connection with the East Tigers and then with the Sunshine Coast uh, the following year, I think. It's the way it, yeah, the way it went. And then the fullback, uh, Trey Fuller. Uh yep. He's had eight games in the top grade, scored five tries. Um, he was the best Redcliffe Colt in 2017. Wow. Early in the season, sort of was was down there, in the Colts came through into the uh, the top grade team. Scored three tries in a game for the Queensland Rangers against the New South Wales Pioneers midway through the year, and uh, and he's got raps on him as well. So, you know, there you can see clearly see there's a talent to burn in this yeah. uh, Redcliffe team, and I see there's no Jonas Pearson who played much of the season for the Dolphins. I don't know whether he's got an injury or he just hasn't made the team. And uh, Troy Fuller's in at fullback for Tony Tamusa, who played fullback Mm. for most of 2018. So this is a team with depth and ability.
1: Yeah, well, mate, you and I have seen uh, probably more intra-Super Cup, uh, Queensland Cup Grand Finals than almost anybody else, and... When I look at these two sides on paper, they are star-studded. This game has enormous potential to be a very high-standard match. And, of course, as we know, uh, Warren, the winner of this game, and I think the concept is fantastic, so the winner of the Queensland uh, Interest Super Cup plays a curtain-raiser to the the NRL Grand Final against the winner of the New South Wales Interest Super Cup uh, Premiership. So there's plenty of... uh, um, accolades, trophies and uh, silverware hanging off this particular match, it should be a beauty coming back to you <laughs> David just,
0: you it, out, just, just quickly too uh, you may have seen the other day that uh, Canterbury actually uh, came through from the preliminary final in the Interest Super Premiership in New South Wales, Canterbury beat the Dragons the George Dragons the other day and okay. uh, now it will be Canterbury versus the, uh, the Newtown Jets in their New South
1: Wales grand final this weekend as well Okay, so that, that builds to a terrific uh, uh, finale there. So the, the job's got to be done here first. Uh, you mentioned before, mate, that young uh, hooker, that Jason who played, uh, yeah, played two games for the Bronx uh, this year, as you mentioned. I was very impressed with him. I, I, I love the dummy halves who, who, who can see what's happening around them. And, and he was a guy... You know, one of the greatest attributes Cameron Smith has got is the way he can sense what's happening around him and never puts anybody down the down the mine. And, and uh, you know, a long way to go, the young kid, uh, Jake Turpin. But I, I was extremely impressed with him when he uh, debuted and had, had two games. I think he won two. The two games he played, I think the Bronx won uh, both of them. So um, he's a terrific young kid. Um, and uh, it just – when you look at them uh, – and you ran through a whole lot as well, Warren. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of talent in both sides here. And, um, you know, it, it should be a showpiece game. And, uh, you know, really, really looking forward to it. One bloke I'd like to mention, Warren, is the uh, the right winger, Josh uh, Behag. I see he played Queensland under-18s. But most importantly, he's an engineering student. Isn't it great <laughs> to see rugby league players doing engineering, you know? um, Well,
0: I mean, it's it's not that surprising to see uh, an engineering student, a brilliant player on the wing, but uh, (laughs) the the, the concept of someone in the front row being an engineer, I mean, that's
1: mind-boggling, David, isn't it? (laughs) There'd have to be an exception there somewhere, wouldn't there? Oh, that's right, that
0: was me. I just want to quickly because we, we can't keep going forever here as much as we enjoy the sound of each other's voices um, just to, just to wrap up on the on the difference in the history between these two teams uh, when it comes to winning and losing grand finals uh, you mentioned a little bit of the history of the dolphins there so uh, yep. the dolphins uh, premiers in 1997 2000 2002 2003, 2006. five times premiers since the competition began in 1996. Runners-up, lost the grand final in 96, 99, 2001, 07, 012, 16. So six times they've uh, been uh, the runners-up. Uh, and more. And just in recent history, too, uh, 2016 um, were minor premiers, then lost that grand final to Burley, twenty six sixteen And uh, last year finished second, 2017 finished second behind Papua New Guinea, then lost the major semi to Papua New Guinea, mm. 6'4, up in Port Moresby, then lost the preliminary final of the Sunshine Coast, 40-14. to And why I point that out as well is that in that Sunshine Coast team that uh, eventually went on to uh, lose the grand final to PNG were Scott Drinkwater, <laughs> Riley Jackson, mm-hmm. Jerome Hughes, Justin Olam, Brandon Smith, Guy Hamilton, who's had a really good season uh, this year with uh, South Logan, and uh, Tui Kamifa. But uh, there's Drinkwater, played in last year's grand final with the Sunshine Coast. He's going to be playing for the East Tigers uh, this weekend. Brandon Smith could be doing the same thing as well. Uh, but uh, that's just a sideline, I guess, spinning over to the Tigers. I guess the point is that the Dolphins have uh, won five grand finals and lost six. They're always up there when it, when it counts. On the other hand, of course, uh, the Tigers, we know, have this uh, record that they will be desperate to shake this weekend only. Uh, what? Um, well, this is their fifth Intra Super Cup Grand Final. They've lost four of them since the comp began in 96. Runners-up in 97. 2004, in that extra time, lost to Burley. 2013, 2014. You've got such a distinct contrast between uh, the team that's been there and done it and the team that is hungry to do it, David?
1: Yeah, well, desperation comes from uh, a lot of what happens in history and and, uh, you summed it up there uh, perfectly, Warren. Uh, Redcliffe, 11 grand finals and five wins. East, four grand finals and zero. Um, There's a lot of driving forces there. We just quickly have a look at uh, Redcliffe at the moment. They had that golden era from like the mid-90s to the mid-early 2000s. They they played in nine grand finals in 12 years in that period and they won five of them. So they were just... We called all those games, Warren, or most of them uh, um, uh, through that time. I certainly was involved in all of those. So they had a golden era. They would be aching. I mean, they haven't won a grand final... As I say, that's the the same as the Broncos. They never won a grand final since 2006 either. That was their last grand final. So they'll be desperate to win it. They're a very proud club. They've lost their last three. East haven't won one. This has got the formula for one great bit of uh, footy on Sunday at Suncorp. Um, uh, get out there and have a look at it. But if you can't, uh, make sure you uh, get a look at it on, on the box.
0: Indeed. And um, I mentioned uh, just a moment back too that those QRL stats, which do provide some interesting reading. Just a couple of uh, stats that stuck out uh, st- stuck out uh, to me uh, was uh, that uh, this season that East have uh, kicked five 40-20s, two by Torpy, two by Walters, one by Croft, but I don't think there were any by- mentioned by Redcliffe. Uh, okay. In terms of charge downs, because they're right in our mind after what happened in the NRL with field goals last weekend, Cameron Cullen three charge downs, Toby Rudolph three charge downs. Uh, you know, so uh, what else have we got there? Um, they're probably the most interesting ones. Um, uh, oh well, one one field goal kicked by Cameron Cullen and one field goal kicked by Bryce Donovan for Redcliffe. So okay. if, if yep. we get to uh, important moments in the game, uh, those stats might uh, might just come come to bear bear fruit for one team or the other.
1: Well, it certainly is a game where, when you look at it. it, could go down to the wire. It could be a field goal that uh, decides that East were heartbroken when they got beat uh, by Reckler back in '97. I think that was that was '1816. Reckler beat East that day in '97, and I think it was a late try. So the the Tigers. Uh, are desperate to reverse that, as we know that, and you mentioned earlier, the Tigers played in that uh, uh, iconic uh, extra time grand final, so they've had some heartbreak uh, yep. in the years that I played in the seventies. Uh, there was a golden period for the Tigers with uh, Johnny Lang and the Morris Boys, and you know Paul Kahn and uh, Roger Keown and Brucey Walker, Wayne Lindenberg. They had a lot of success then. This club is uh, hungering for success, and it, it awaits. It awaits both of them, or one of them, I should say, on Sunday. should be a beauty.
0: One one other uh, important set of stats from this season we need to mention as well uh, in this preview, Redcliffe have defeated East on both occasions when they met. Yes. Round yep. five, Redcliffe were two good, 32-16, but probably more importantly in round 19, Redcliffe defeated East 16-14. Only two points in it on uh, on that occasion, but nevertheless uh, the Dolphins can take some like, confidence from that. Uh, yep, Warren, yeah, Warren,
1: just one other thing, mate, sorry. Uh, in the in the officialdom area, the referees, great to see Chris Anderson will debut uh, in terms of his first uh, grand final, and he'll be assisted by uh, Liam Kennedy. Now, both those referees did the preliminary final against Burley, so uh, I think they're good referees. I tend to think we've got some better referees in the uh, Inter-Super Cup than we have in the NRL, but uh, uh, very important that, uh, obviously, the... Uh, they uh, fit in nicely to uh, this grand final as well and uh, uh, aid aid the spectacle by uh, making sure they obey the rules, but uh, let's see a great game at the same time.
0: Absolutely. And, of course, uh, with the Melbourne Storm playing uh, in the NRL on Friday night, uh, they actually have named Chase Blair, Brandon Smith and Sam Cassiano in their reserves list, in other words, number 18 to 21. That's where those three guys are. Okay. So there is a distinct possibility that, uh, if not all three, at least two or three, or, or one of the three, could well uh, be playing for the East Tigers on Sunday because, uh, with the NRL affiliate playing, uh, those guys are available uh, to play for the um, play for the Tigers, having played uh, could, during the year.
1: I presume they yeah they must have a minimum number of games they'll uh, would have had to play during the year. Yeah, but Warren, age, it's an interesting world, games, David. Yeah, eight is it eight. Okay, that's that's yeah. So, but isn't it an interesting world we live in where uh, these changes can come in? And then you got to feel sorry in a way for some of these other guys who uh, have played, you know, big parts of the season. They're named in the side, but I mean it is the way it is. And, and uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that it should be any different. But you just got to feel. Sorry for some of the guys who may get displaced here. Uh, they know the formula that's uh, operating, um, uh, so it's um, it, it can happen. But, uh, gee, you think you're right close to a final and uh, uh, changes get made uh, late in the piece. But so be it. It's, it's a great... Uh, the, the liaison and the, the link between East uh, Tigers and Melbourne Storm has been terrific, I think, for both clubs. I also feel sorry, Warren, for, you know, fellas like, uh, you know, Brett Grinke who who's out injured, uh, um, uh, McInally, Jared McInally. some of those guys, we always got to look and say that unfortunately, some of the guys have been injured through the year as well. Their team's going to be in a grand final. And, uh, well, I, I guess I suffered that uh, fate in 74 when brothers made it. So it's uh, never easy, but... Um, it's called rugby league.
0: That's the way it is. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly about what, what you're saying there. Um, in fact, uh, just to clarify, uh, the rules are that if you have played eight games in a season, as Catoni Staggs has for Redcliffe, he qualifies to play um, even though the Broncos are no longer uh, playing. In okay. the case of, say, a Sam Cassiano, he would be available anyway because the NRL affiliate is still going. Uh, what so if Melbourne if, got big Because customer? Cassiano would have only played
1: a couple of games. Yeah, what if Melbourne get beat and they're out on Friday night? And I don't think they will. I think Melbourne will win. But but if they happen to go out two days before... No, what it's this company? weekend. It's this weekend. Yes, okay. So it's it's governed by the weekend, not, not the day of the week, yeah. okay?
0: Yeah. And, of course, it also means that if any of those uh, Melbourne Storm guys... Uh, well, most of them, in fact, might still be in in Melbourne on Saturday morning and then flying up. It it could be a Tigers captain run Saturday, I'd imagine. Yes, Uh, yes. uh, David, to wrap it all up, last week uh, you and I both tipped Burley to just shade the Tigers, so we were both wrong uh, on the preliminary final, uh, the grand final. Redcliffe versus the Tigers, which way are you leaning?
1: Well, Warren... Just to recall last week, I, I think we both said that the bookies would have burly favourites, but East could win it. So, yeah, um, they, they would do. But, look, I'm going to be up front here. I think the Tigers can win this. I, I said in commentary about two months ago there was a really uh, hard-fought win the Tigers uh, did, uh, came from behind in a match, clung on, and I, I thought – that night, I saw a transformation in in the determination, the, the will and commitment. And um, I've seen that flow on over uh, subsequent weeks. Uh, uh, to win three knockouts in a row is a great effort. Um, uh, won't be a lot in it, but I'm going to back the Tigers. Well, yeah,
0: look, it, it's an absolute uh, – it, it's a toss of the coin, isn't it? Because there's yep. so many variables here. The different preparations the two teams have had. East with those, that hard run, but very successful run. Redcliffe were two weeks off. Both teams seem to be, uh, well, the last time they played, were in really good form. Uh, Look, I think I'll, I, maybe I'll do East a favour and back back Redcliffe by a point. <laughs> the Tigers will probably be glad to have me, have me tipping their opponents. <laughs>
1: they got me death riding them, or well, not death riding them? The opposite. They got me on board. So yeah, uh, mate, I agree. It'll be close. I can't see I can't see a, a runaway. Although there's some great attack in both sides. If they if they click, uh, who knows? But uh, look, I just think it's going to be terrific. I think it's, it's going to be a beauty.
0: All right, 3 o'clock Sunday. Um, make sure you uh, don't miss it. Get out to Suncorp. It'll be a great day. Of course, there's uh, the earlier games uh, in, before the grand final at 3 o'clock. If you can't get to Suncorp, it'll be on uh, Channel 9. Um, yeah, a great grand final. Looking forward to it immensely. I, I do hope that the best – I hope the refs have a great game, and uh, let's hope it's a fitting uh, grand final to climax uh, the season. Thanks, David. Thanks, Thanks, Warren. Thanks uh, to uh, all of you for uh, listening today to this Tiger TV podcast, Sunday's Intra Super Cup Grand Final, the Redcliffe Dolphins versus the East Tigers. And thanks to our sponsors who brought you this podcast, Suzuki Queensland, East Leagues Club, Melbourne Storm, and Triple Play Sportswear. And on radio, I will be calling uh, the game with Mark Raybrook on 4BC, so the Intra Super Cup Sunday afternoon on the 4BC from 3 o'clock.